Good day, everyone. Welcome to the CSU Relentless Gardener podcast. I am Colorado State University, Linda Langelo, horticultural specialist. And joining me today is Jim Kumarel, CSU Extension Regional Behavior Specialist covering Eastern Region of Colorado. Now let's get to the heart of it where we explore the horticultural topic, the effect of gardening on mental health. Good, good day, Jim, how are you? I'm not too bad, yourself? Good, good, doing good. So tell me, why is gardening good for people with mental health issues? What are some of the benefits? Well, I would say generically, it's good for all of us, not just for individuals that may have mental health issues. It's good for all of us to, you know, particularly be outside and be able to spend time um, out of doors, you know, whether it is a small little garden or flowers we plant on our back porch or back patio or have a bigger space in our yard, um, then you, you benefit from, you know, of, of the sunlight as well, being outside like on a day like today. Um, it's gorgeous, barely a cloud in the sky, but a great day to be outside because it, it's a great day to be able to improve our health. We we know from research that being able to spend time outside and particularly gardening, whether if we're tending to flowers or, or vegetables or herbs, that it improves our overall health. We we know from the the research that continues to be done that overall health conditions improve. People feel less depressed, less anxious. Notice that their blood pressure goes down. It's just overall because at the end of our end of the day, our bodies are so integrated that how well our physical health goes is how often how well or bad our mental health go goes so when we do something like spending time outside or like i said sometimes folks tell me when when having conversations that i have some physical limitations but i'm like well you can still tend to a flower or have a you know a little pot i've seen some of my neighbors have um some just incredibly uh sized tomato plants sitting outside their front door of their apartment and you know and they have a nice little chair and they're being able to just enjoy one being outside taking care of something and for a lot working with a lot of older adults at the same time it brings back those positive memories when they were younger and when they were able to do stuff so it, it's a combination you know being outside being being able to tend to things watch things grow you know remembering you know for older adults in particular remembering an earlier time in their life that brings up good memories um and within our brain, it just activates the right neurons and fires everything. Um, and then the benefit of the, the natural sunlight on our health. It makes them happy. And not only does it make them happy, but, you know, that's kind of their pride and joy. And if, Absolutely. if everybody's left the nest and they're left to themselves, yep. then they continue to nurture something, you know? And that's that nurturing, I think, is uh, is not just a goal, but it feeds your soul. 
Yeah, I mean, I can, I I live in the in the town of Akron, and I know um, on my street, I a couple of my neighbors are are, are older adults, and with with two of them, we exchanged the fruits of our labor this summer. Um, so it was really cool because while my rhubarb was slower to come in than others, newer, a newer, newer plantings than, than my neighbors, you know, we, we exchanged, you know, whatever tomatoes and, and zucchini and, and squash. And, you know, it was, and then at the same time, I didn't expect that things that we gave, they baked and then shared their baked goods back with us. So it was a cool little thing that we had just in my block in my neighborhood this summer because we were all the benefits of that, that wet spring and early summer um, that I just, I never had a garden that produced so much as, as it did this summer. And so my neighbors were in the same boat. So, well, you know, it was really cool to see that exchange of, of, of sharing things, but then at the same time, not expecting sharing baked goods that, you know, that I got some zucchini, really good zucchini bread back in exchange. Right. And, and you know what, there's socializing in there. That's something that as you get older, a lot of your family or friends may have passed away. Yep. And so here you are. And, and so that's just another avenue. And that, that is wonderful to hear. Well, yeah, I think you bring up a wonderful point because, again, we know, I know from just my my personal work experience, but again, you know, research confirms that, that the impact of isolation and what it does on our health, what it does to our cognitive functioning, and just being able to have that daily interaction with with someone. And particularly with, you know, neighbors that you know, hopefully like and enjoy spending time with that. Yeah, absolutely. It, it really it really served multiple purposes this summer. So it really it really made it a whole lot of fun. And, you know, um, I know how much you know time each day I spend in my garden um, just to keep it going um, up to the very last minute. Um, to the point that I, I picked um, every tomato, every green tomato I thought I could pickle um, and again share because one of my neighbors shared. She grew more red beets than I and she knew I liked pickled beets. So she shared some of her pickled beets with me. So it, it's it's cool. You know, oftentimes I miss farmers markets, but it, I think sometimes the informal type of things you do with your neighbors are so impactful and meaningful and you know i don't don't think at the beginning of spring and summer i realized the potential but now looking over the last couple of months it, it was really a whole heck of a lot of fun and my my wife made an offer that i could double the size of my garden for next year because i would have less of a yard to cut since i have a half an acre and i'm like you're on it's like uh -oh. goodness sakes who knows what i'll be uh Hopefully producing and sharing next summer. Yeah, look out. So, well, you know, uh, if there's no socialization on the cognitive end, you know, it's almost like I, I think of the expression, use it or lose it. You mm -hmm. know, if, if you're not a reader or if you, you don't go out to lunch with people every day or something, you know, 
uh, or have a, a club member or do something like that or or have that many hobbies, then then yep. yeah. Well, like I shared a little bit ago, I had no idea my neighbors were bakers, and not that I had any expectations to get zucchini bread back, but. It was sure, you know, sure put a smile on my face, you know, of, of just, you know, neighbors being neighbors. Like it reminded me of when I was a kid that that type of stuff happened all the time. And then went through a period of time where I didn't know my neighbors and my neighbors were moving more out than, you know, before I get a chance to get to know them and have the opportunity to move to a, a small town in the Eastern Plains where, you know, it reminds me of my childhood that you know your neighbors and you interact with your neighbors. and. Right. You do that cold things of exchanging that I have way too many tomatoes. I mean, I had three tomato plants and I literally I produced hundreds of tomatoes. I had right. more tomatoes than I knew what to do with or what to cook with or what to make. Um, but being able to share that really made a difference in my neighbors, you know, particularly again, older neighbors. Um, but really made a made an impact on them and it really felt good. It it brings you joy. It's, it, it, and you know, that's good for everybody. And uh, I I read a, an article in Psychology Today that said that short-term gardening creates significant improvements. So what if, you know, now that the summer season is over, how how will that will that carry them through the winter or do they have to have some other stimulation in the winter that takes over? That's another little short-term yeah. thing. Yeah, that, that, That's a hard thing because everybody re reacts a little bit differently of how long you have that, that effect. Um, I always share with folks, try to find something little that you can nurture and take care of inside over the winter. Something not wild, not crazy, not anything that's going to cost a gazillion bucks. But something little that you can still pay attention to and water when you need to, if that's every day or every other day or a couple times a week, whatever it might be. But it still has that longing effect. And at the same time, you know, knowing this time of year we're in this transition with weather that, you know, a couple of days ago, you know, it was snowing sideways. And here today, it's in the 50s and nice, but combination on those nice days where you can get outside get outside a little bit spend about 15 20 minutes that's really again going back to research it's not like i have to stay outside three hours it's really those short periods of time that it, that we've noticed really make a difference so combination of getting outside in fall and winter when you can not to freeze yourself or definitely not to slip on the ice or get hurt but sit outside for a couple of minutes. Like I said, today is absolutely a gorgeous fall day. Who would expect, would expect, you know, three, four days later, it'd be this nice. And, and But also the combination of having something inside that you could take care of as well. Yeah. So coming back to uh, say something like the community garden, where you'd want people that, you know, seniors or those challenged with mental health, how do you engage them to come to the garden on a regular basis? You know, a lot of it goes back of, of you know, because a lot of times, whether they're older adults or folks who are struggling with mental health challenges, it's at some point in their life they've done this before. And it's just like riding a bike 
once they get back into the routine, it takes no teaching or reminding at all. But for folks that haven't, it's doing that teaching. You know, it's doing their front front end loading of spending time with them and helping them to create reminders. A lot of times I put stickies on people's fridge, refrigerators of, you know, water Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You know, just something simple that they can, you know, though, because I put it on the fridge just like anything else so important because you got to go in and out of that sucker how many times a day. So you're more likely to see it and kind of sit and sit in. But like I said, particularly with folks that don't have that experience of gardening or caring for plants, so spending the time up front and teaching them and then watching, helping them, you know, take more and more responsibility for the the weeding and the watering and taking care of the plants noticing if you got little little bugs i mean um i grew a foot ton of potatoes this summer which i never did before and then i got 15 pounds of potatoes out of my garden but midway through i was getting these little potato bugs so it is you know that's part of learning and teaching and caring, you know, and nurturing what you're growing. Because you spend that time, then, you know, you're going to be more likely to get something positive, you know, at the end of the season. So for, for me, instead of doing this before with with some of my, my past clients, it's been nice to get out of the office. It's been nice because I love to teach. So it's been great to teach folks something that I, I care about and passionate about and and like I said for a group I you know it's just like riding a bike I start talking to them it clicks in don't have to worry about the other part you know I have to hold it I hold their hand a little bit or even better yet is depending on the composition of the group that's doing a community garden the best for me is when the the group that knows what part of the group that knows what they're doing they teach their peers and I just kind of sit back and just watch. And if, you know, if I need to answer any questions or do anything, then I'm there. But the best is that peer-to-peer -peer teaching because, again, it's something that just puts a smile on my, my face that I know what the benefit for the entire group is when it happens. Well, and if your peer is doing it, uh, another senior, say, then that other senior that's not as experienced is more likely to join in because they just want to be a part of it. And, mm -hmm. and, and I like your idea with a sticky note, actually have a sign in the bathroom because there's a plant that sits on top of the shower <laughs> unit and, you know, it's easily forgotten. So is a little sign that kind of says, uh, don't forget to water the pothos. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. And, you know, a little bit of a little bit of trial and error and figuring out what will help and what's a good reminder. And and again, using the refrigerator for reminder notes for a variety of reasons. It just really just worked as well for when to go water. So with with that in mind that you know, senior teaching another senior, peer teaching another peer. Uh, how, how do, are they likely to handle like mistakes or like overwatering or, um, you know, not recognizing the weed and pulling the actual plant or not understanding the insect and not reacting uh, quickly enough to, you know, 
solve the problem. No, oftentimes, though, in those types of situations where folks feel bad because they they did something incorrectly, is I'll I'll do some self disclosing. I'll do something that I something stupid I did, very similar. Just just let them know that we all do it. You, you know that I'm not above you know overwatering or pulling out the wrong thing or you know or doing something that obviously is counterproductive to what I'm my garden it's just you so just it's just, just to let them know that yeah. it happens and you know i i share with folks when things like that happen that this is a great learning moment we're going to learn from it and grow from it and hopefully not do it again and if we do then hopefully next time around we'll learn you know be a little bit smarter a little wiser a little bit more patient and know what to look for yeah. you know because you know particularly with like whatever my potato bugs were, is being able to do a little research because then that can be helpful for some folks. Some folks really like do that. And I was surprised. I'm like, well, then I get it next time I see him, I get a dissertation of what the heck it was. You know, whether it's and that's something fun. on the pepper plants or tomatoes or or whatnot. So um, you know, it was funny because the person that did the investigating for my potato bug was my wife this summer, and I got the dissertation of what she found and what I needed to do to get the suckers off my plants. So, no, um, but but yeah, I I think it's really cool because then it tells me if someone's willing to do that homework, that extra research that they're they're in, they're really yeah. committed. They really want their garden to thrive and do well if they come back and you know, just do a, a brain dump on me of everything they learned about their bug. Um, and, you know, to me, that always puts a smile on my face because, I, like I said, I know that that garden is very important to that person and they want things to grow and they wanted to know what the heck I can do. And they're hooked. They're hooked. They're engaged. The, the, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And they're so proud that they were to able to critically think and solve that problem well you know it, it it goes back to trying to create a whole bunch of these projects across the region because i've seen and know the impact of something at, i don't say simple and basic as a, a garden but something that gives him purpose something to do something to look forward to you know, it might be to interact with their other garden mates that, you know, get a chance to get out. And I get to see someone today. The weather's nice, not too hot. And, you know, I get to pull some weeds. You, you know, they have that ownership. And like I said, you know, a lot of times, you know, again, thinking of older adults, it's hard because they have, a lot of times their purpose disappears. They're retired, their spouse or their partner's deceased. We live in nomadic society. Their children, grandchildren live in Chicago now, and they're alone. And so giving, giving folks a purpose, you know, it's, I, I just can't, you know, state the importance of, of doing, you know, either a personal garden or a community garden as a collective project of of how impactful it is on people.
Yeah. Um, and then the cool part of it is for me, because I always like to know that my intervention kind of does something. I mean, I don't want to do something that's not helping. I mean, what the heck good is that? But being able to pr know and prove that people are feeling better. They're less isolated. They're less depressed. They're less anxious. They're more social. Their health is improving. Their blood pressure is under control. You know, all those things that can be impacted and are impacted. I mean, that's like a million bucks for me because I know that time I invested was good time invested because I made a difference in, in the life of my community and helped give someone a purpose, some meaning, something yeah. to look forward to. You changed their world and, uh, you know, they they decided that, that to join in and, and sort of reinvent themselves almost. Yep. And, and uh, so how do you reach somebody that is very resistant? I mean, in small doses or? Uh, I was trying to do a lot of coaching. You know, have them you know, come along with me. If I can convince them to, to leave their house or apartments, and that's a win. Other times, you know, I might need a crowbar. Um, and I'll joke that next time I come by, when I see you Thursday, I'm going to bring a crowbar. And I'll bring a crowbar, you know, just to make them laugh, because that's the other part that is good for their soul and yeah. and their health is the humor, <laughs> which is a totally different different conversation about impact on health. But but just trying to bring them along, help them to make connections, help them to feel more comfortable to have communication with other people that might be, you know, working in the community garden that day, or if they're out back you know, do that, that teaching of why I'm, you know, say that we need to water something on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday basis, or if we have even a huge tomato plant and, you know, just a single crack sitting on their, their back stoop, what to look for. You know, if you notice, notice that your leaves are starting to have holes in them, you know, just still, because some folks, I mean, I think it's a good question. Some folks, just need a little extra support and and feeling comfortable doing something. Um, sometimes folks are just in more of a rut than others and just need a little bit more encouragement um, to do it. So you spend hopefully you know more time up front, you know, of hope and to overcome those obstacles to to the point that that fades away. I've I've run into uh, clients that uh, either. The husband is gone and he did the lawn or mm -hmm. he pruned the, the bushes and uh and they don't know how to do it and mm -hmm. so you you really spend a lot of one-on-one -on -one with them mm -hmm. and a lot of, and a lot of encouragement and uh you know and you go back and check on them mm-hmm because you can see how stressful and anxious they are about what they don't know. Well, yeah, I, I look at those situations as opportunities to make a difference. They're really, you know, understanding what the potential impact could be and the potential impact of reducing that stress and anxiety. And being able to, again, to do that teaching and being patient because 
it may take quite a while for some people to feel comfortable doing it or you know for the longest time you might be doing it together well and this and and if that's what it takes you know that you know again that's things i've done that you know folks that end up you know being surprised of like you're helping and I'm like well why the heck would i help you Right. You know, we can get to, we can do this together and you know have a nice conversation and see how things are going and, and and you know again use that as a teaching moment of the reason why well for for me it's if it's a client they've already reached out so it's an yep. opportunity it's an opportunity to go yep and and walk through that door that they've opened well yeah and i and sometimes i know i i drive my colleagues nuts but i always try to see stuff from a positive lens um because it's too easy to look at the glass half full or something negative or oh betty sue is never gonna get it she's never gonna you know and it was like okay we'll see let's watch and see what happens you know by fall see see what's happening and see if if she's not taking you know more and more, more ownership of doing that pruning um or caring for the one that she never had to um and that's nice i mean that's the same situation my wife would be in she she would have to figure out how to use my new fin angle and fancy uh battery powered lawnmower um you know if i get hit by a bus here in sterling so um but no i i, I totally believe that's an opportunity and and again, you know, it's an opportunity when you're working with someone like that, it helps to reduce that social isolation. You know, something simple as, as yard work or gardening or, or having a flower bed right. really can really, you know, hit multiple things all at once and see quite a remarkable turnaround in someone's mood and affect. Yes, yes. And I guess, you know, would your suggestion be for for those that uh, can't get out or aren't as mobile? Would you encourage them to do more indoor plants that they're familiar with and can nurture? Well, we we can do do a couple things, and and like I said, you know uh, where I live. In, in Akron, right next to me is a bunch of apartments for older adults, and a lot of them, you know, as older adults, you know, have some mobility issues and health issues. So, but multiple of them have those tomato plants and other things in that single single planter, that single crop, that single pot, sitting outside their front door next to their lawn chair, and. You know, I would encourage, you know, particularly out here where we have, you know, definitely a couple months of warm weather, I'm doing something like that if they're able to. And it's simple enough that, you know, you can, when you go outside to sit, you bring a little little water can and just kind of water it. And you can still tend to it. Um, I think there is definitely some things you you know to to help like we talked about earlier in the winter of getting something small for inside because then it gives you something to to focus on and hopefully it blooms and 
It makes you smile, makes you feel good that you were able to make that flower grow and you made that flower bloom. Um, so I think it's a combination of folks that may have some health challenges or, or some uh, mobility challenges that they, you know, definitely, as much as they want to get on the ground, weed, once they get on the ground, uh, they're going to need some help to get back up. Right, right, right. And one impacts the other. Mm -hmm. Well, Jim, any last <laughs> comments or thoughts? Um, it makes me sad that it's fall because, you know, how much, you know, it's, it's, it's right now it's that shift of focusing on things to do, you know, indoors now for the next couple months. And before you know it, I'll be time to hoe up my garden and start all over again and hopefully have luck again. But, you know, I think for me, it's trying to find those opportunities in the community to where to help support or nurture those community garden efforts. Because I know from my past, the impact it has on folks. And again, leaning on research, I know what research says that it'll be a win-win for everybody. Yeah. And everybody loves to take all little things that they grow. I mean, if you're doing a community garden, who doesn't like have a little basket of tomatoes and a couple of peppers or, or some green beans. And if you don't have to grow every crop, then that's even better. You can share with somebody a part of what you've grown and they can yep. share with you like yep. your neighbor. But yep. in a community garden situation, and you know, you you take home a, a bigger harvest throughout the year, actually. Well no, it's one again, it's an activity. And then at the end of the day is pretty simple. Um but can have a significant impact, not only in the lives of, you know, again, if we're working with older adults, but for us as well, you know, because I've always left those activities feeling, you know, very positive and, and, and you know, um, really upbeat. So again, you know, that makes me look forward to where those opportunities are and when spring comes around and, and, uh, Trying to have some fun in some of our communities. Well, and and we we actually uh, volunteered to serve in that manner. So you know, we already love mm -hmm. it and are engaged. So you know, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for the opportunity to to chat today. I I appreciate you know the opportunity and i know when you mentioned it to me i'm like well heck yeah and and the, particularly the topic is um right up you your know, alley <laughs> something that you know you're able to me mesh you know multiple passions you know improving people's you know daily lives their mental health but at the same time being outside and getting my hands dirty a little bit you know it's yeah. all good yes it is well, thank you, Jim, for joining me. Uh, Any anytime. No, I'll have you back. Uh, thank <laughs> you to the audience for listening. Tune in next time when we get to the heart of the matter on another horticultural topic. Bye.